This week, Dan and I are chatting about Spider-Gwen. So get ready to learn about the Spider-Verse because I had to. Also, you're listening to a Kind of Garbage First and Cameo podcast. Welcome everyone to First and Cameo. Today we're talking about Spider-Gwen, the dead character brought back to life to push comic sales. I'm Adam Bishop, and as always, I am joined by... Dan Collins. Dan, Spider-Gwen, who is she? Why is she here? Just to sell comics? I guess it was the Spider-Verse storyline, which I read a little bit about, and I still just like, eh, I guess. Like, I like Spider-Man. I could care less about, like, its expanded universe because I'm a monster. You couldn't. This, I think Spider-Verse is one of the greatest storylines. I haven't read the whole thing. I've only read, like, bits and pieces, but I think it's one of the, the best storylines from the past 10 years. Okay, so I should actually. I really it. think it's great. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about Spider-Verse because I, I don't know anything. Like, I, I just. I dabbled a bit and I and I read about the character and where she came from. But yeah, I still have no idea what the plot of Spider-Verse is. Basically, like, and again, I'm don't, internet people don't scream at me because I'm just going to paraphrase and get a bunch of stuff wrong here. But basically, the Spider-Verse is that there's these bad guys that live sort of like, I think they live like either in a, like one universe or outside of the universe or something. And they travel to the different universes killing the Spider-Man of those universes and feeding off of his energy to make themselves strong. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. That is the plot of a movie starring Jet Li called The One. <laughs> no, because in the movie, the Jet Li movie, The One, he gets stronger. There's, there's only so much strength distributed throughout all of the different universes and as he kills people from parallel universes he gets stronger and stronger and stronger well it's, it's the same until basis, there's only one but yeah it's it's still kind of the same but yeah Jet Li has to kill himself in all the universes that's the big difference yes yes and that's a terrible movie but also what kind of good oh yeah you terrible get, and kind of good <laughs> you get Rastafarian Jet Li which is amazing <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one in many, many, many years. Oh, uh, it's just like a mugshot of it. And he's like super happy. It's great. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I, I think I had it on DVD back, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Don't know where, where it ended up oh, yeah. going anyways. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. And so as a part of this, as a part of the storyline, because they introduced a lot of new Spider-Man characters. Some of them were characters that already existed, like Gwen Stacy exists in regular continuity, although she was dead. I, I believe we can touch on that some more later. I don't know if they brought her back or whatever before this, but then they had Spider-Man noir that they had introduced back in like the mid-2000s or something, I think. So they had a few different uh, spider ham or spider pig or whatever like they had a whole bunch of different spider-man characters that already existed that they brought in uh to this event but then they also created a bunch of different spider-man 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 characters uh just for this so that they could kill them off and stuff and have them eaten by these uh these ghouly ghouls but yeah so like it was a really i've read a few and i thought it, it was pretty good i would love to get like the big omnibus or something that's got the whole thing and read it all through one time. So maybe I'll do that someday. So is, is Spider-Gwen like the biggest character that has come out of that? 
that storyline. I, I assume so, since one, we're doing her, and two, I've heard of no other characters other than was Miles Morales, like, was he born as Spider-Verse? I can't answer you that question. Oh, people are I now don't... screaming at their, at their like, phones <laughs> being like, you idiots, he was, or he wasn't. You morons. He wasn't, no, he wasn't born out of this. He, he's from the Ultimate Universe. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if he was involved in the event or not. I don't think I saw him in the few issues that I had read, but... He so he definitely like he existed before this. Spider Gwen is the only character that actually came out of this to be a big character. Although there's another one, SP slash DR. That's I think oh, like yeah. a Spider Man mech or something. That's that's picking up a little bit of heat or whatever, getting popular. But definitely Spider Gwen, Gwen Stacy is the biggest character to come out of this thing. Yeah, the SP slash DR. I remember they did a, a Marvel Legends figure wave and that was the build a figure inside that every character came with a piece of the big robot. So you know you've made it when they make a character of you in the Marvel <laughs> Legends, am I right? When you're an action figure, you're, you're there, people know. Not when you're a Funko though, because anybody can make their own Funko. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we should dive into our first book. I'm going to assume that we both have the exact same first book, so I'll let you take it away. I was going to make a joke and say, like, Amazing Spider-Man 27 <laughs> from 1962, because I actually was going to pick the first real appearance of Gwen Stacy, but mm. I got too lazy and just skipped it. Okay, so. I, I wouldn't even know. I, I thought that was going to be, like, her death or something. Well, no. I, I mean, I just made up a number. I don't know oh, okay. anything about any of them. I'll forget. Well, there, there are hardcore fans that do, but yeah, nobody cares about Gwen Stacy. She's a footnote in the, the story of Spider-Man. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Now she's a, now she's a huge, now she's a huge note. Oh, uh, thanks to Edge of the Spider-Verse number two. Oh, yes. My number, that's my first pick as well. Marvel Comics, November 2014. Jason Latour story, Robbie Rodriguez cover and art. First appearance of the new Spider-Woman, Gwen Stacy. Yep. Yep. Do you know anything about uh, the plot of this one? No. I have, so I, I actually have this comic. As you know, because we talk about, we joke about all the time that I should sell it while it's super hot still. Mm -hmm. And this was actually this comic I'm going to credit with the beginning of the cementing of my friendship with one Martin Baruda. Ooh. Because I bought it off of him for who's, six. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Who is Martin Baruda? If, if you've listened to, he's been on your show before, has he not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they should know if they listen. If your listeners are faithful listeners who actually listen to all of your shows and not just the ones that I'm on. But yes, Martin is our co-founding Hey Kids Comics member. I remember I uh, bought this specific comic off him for 60 Smackers back in probably like 2015 before it was super popular and went to his office and picked it up. And it's funny because I had never like looked at the comic that well before. Like I knew it was popular and it was one that I want wanted. And so I had talked to Marty and we reached an agreement for me to buy for 60 bucks. And then when I got it, it looked like there had, there was marks like ink all over the cover. And it wasn't until I got home and like looked at other copies to realize that that 
that's how it was supposed to look. I thought that I was getting like some terrible co- uh, copy of this comic mm. because I'm an idiot and didn't even know what it looked like <laughs> because that's the kind of person I am. I can get super excited and pay $60 for something and not even know what it looks like. $60. Yeah. And then I bought the rest of the set. He had the whole one through five and I bought the rest of the set for 20 bucks. So I paid 80 bucks total for it. And okay. now, now that the, the, SP slash DR character is, um, you know, getting popular. I've got two comics out of this five that are, are valuable-ish. So, so yes, this comic is uh, very important to me personally because there, let's be honest here, there wouldn't be a Hey Kids comics if Marty and I hadn't become friends. And if there wasn't a Hey Kids comics, there wouldn't be a first in cameo. Dan's like, so, where am I? What year is this? Who took my medicine? <laughs> Yes. So if it wasn't for this comic book, we might not be here right now. So mm-hmm. that's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool. You mentioned the CGC note for this. I do have the CBCS note, which Ooh, is go ahead. Yeah, it's first appearance of Gwen Stacy as Spider-Woman. And for PGX, there is nothing. That's because PGX is garbage. Yeah, there's um PGX. It'll, it'll probably get to a point where like we like I have nothing for PGX because, yeah, it's very rare that i don't know if you can like look anything up on their website i doubt it but the the fact that you haven't even tried tells you how little you care about what pgx is saying yeah like i like CBCS, you haven't even tried <laughs> no pgx i know that that they're there once in a while you'll find a book on the on ebay and you're like uh, i guess i could send it to get regraded by like cgc or cbcs by but, a reputable company yeah not one that apparently replaces your first prints with second prints just from what i've seen on allegedly uh, allegedly on the youtubes <laughs> i started to say what the plot for this book was but then got distracted so this is a one shot part of the edge of the spider verse uh event as we already talked about and this one's kind of cool all of these ones all of these issues are cool because they're set up like you're picking like you're just picking up from where another story left off even though that story doesn't exist so like this one for example it has a sort of previously page where it shows Gwen Stacy being bitten by a radioactive spider and Peter Parker doesn't get bitten but he wants to get powers so he accidentally turns himself into a monster trying to replicate her powers and this is just a few panels before it goes into the actual story so it's kind of it, it's I think it's pretty cool in how they are not making this out like this is a one shot that you're starting from the beginning but this is an ongoing story because in her world she is the spider the spider woman the spider man character there's nobody else Mm-hmm. so i think that's pretty cool and then the rest of the story kicks off and it's just it's basically about um gwen and her father who's a police lieutenant and how she's she's running away from the police because they think that she's a bad guy and turns out that matt murdoch is actually a bad guy working for the kingpin because you know it's an al- alternate reality etc cetera, etc cetera. you can do all these fun crazy things for the ebay listings because that's what I'm, that's what i'm grabbing i'm i'm doing a little bit different this time a 9.8 CGC will go for roughly, I think it was what, 1300 plus tax. And then a 9.8 CBCS is going to go roughly 1200 plus tax. And of course, no PGX <laughs> available. <laughs> so yeah, so if if you sent in your copy that you paid, what was it, 64? 
maybe yeah maybe you'll get a 9.8 it'll be worth 1300 no it's not absolutely not a (laughs) 9.8 but it's one of those things where where you think like is it worth slabbing if it comes back as a 9.4 or 9.2 or is it better to just have it be raw and be like well i have a copy you know because i don't want to add to the 472 9.4 copies there are out there to see what I did there to see yes. that segue yeah tell me about tell everyone segue. about the census so there's there's five 9.9s out there yeah that's insane I want to know how much that those are going for there's 2,849 and 1342.9.6s so some very very high numbers here because this is one of the like this was the biggest comic with um the first appearance of Miles Morales. The two of them were like the biggest comics about a year ago, where during the opening stages of lockdown, I think. Yeah, and it really has to do with um, the Spider-Verse movie, I would assume, that really drove the price of these characters up a lot. I haven't seen that movie. Me neither. I hear it's good. <laughs> I've heard it's good. I've actually like picked it up in Walmart and stuff and been like, I should buy this. And it was also, I think it was on Crave and I had a Crave subscription and I was like, I should watch this. And then I did neither thing. And now I don't have either. So I think it's interesting (laughs) that there are two issues of this that were restored, which it could have meant that they could tell that it was pressed or that somebody, I guess, like whatever the restoring is for it, maybe CGCs restore restore it themselves. But for a 9.8 to have restored, it's just, it's so weird for such a new comic that's only what, like seven years old? Yep, under, just under seven years old. And it's also, this is another one of the comics where the second, third, fourth, fifth prints are valuable. Like a 9.8 of a second print is going for around 150 bucks. Yeah, that's insane. It's it's kind of it's kind of insane. Okay, so for our second comic, did you want to do the second one or do you want me to? Um, you can do the second one. Okay, I know that we well we should not have the same issue because yeah. this comic for the CGC census, I'm going to start down there, there is one. Mm. One comic total and it is a 9.6 signature series <laughs> nice which is crazy it is actually can you guess what it is did you do any research to try and figure it out because i know i sent you a picture of just the census uh no i did no research okay good <laughs> so this is excalibur issue number 44 from november uh, 1991 <laughs> now i know what you're thinking what the hell does Excalibur issue 44 from 91 have to do with Spider-Gwen from 2014? There was one thing. And that's why I wanted to pick this because I, I thought it would be a, a good, I guess, comic to throw in here. There are no CGC notes on this issue either, which makes it even better. <laughs> okay, so let's, what, what is it? I'm in suspense over here. So this is the first appearance of Earth 65 which Spider-Gwen is from. Ooh. Yeah, so that was my poll where I, when I was doing research, like I dug down like, what what, what Earth is she from? What number? When was the first appearance of that Earth? And, and I found it and there's only one CGC of this. And I doubt that people are going to throw that in there because CGC doesn't care about the appearance of a different universe. But this, this book has a bunch of first appearances 
And the main character from this Earth 65 is the, it's a first appearance of Brother Britman, who is a member of the Captain Britain Corps, the CBC, which is a league of superheroes all known as, or are alternative versions of Captain Britain, or like an alternate reality. So it's kind of like the, the Green Lantern Corps. Is that what they're called? I can't remember. Yes, that's what they're called. Yeah, so it's like the Green Lanterns, but it's this one character from the Marvel Universe and every alternate version of him, and that's the Captain Britain Corps. Kind of almost sounds like what they ended up doing with the Edge of the Spider-Verse. Yeah, which is weird because, yeah, back in 91, they kind of had this thing, and Brother Britman is basically a hippie version of Captain Britain. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy this book on eBay. It's like, it's a dollar bin book. You can find it anywhere, but you are not going to find a CGC version version other than what this one person has. Who knows, like in their collection, because who, who slabbed Excalibur 44? Who sent that in? Probably somebody who wants to finish a run or something. Somebody who wants to have the top CGC census for Excalibur or a really diehard Spider-Gwen fan who is like, I need to have the first appearance of the universe she exists in. <laughs> the, the art comments for the book was, it's an Alan Davis story and cover, and Alan Davis and Mark Farmer did the art. So maybe the, it's a Davis or Farmer fan? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm disappointed that um, Brother Britt didn't show up in, in the first issue of our. Uh, I did the Spider-Verse number two. Yeah, that's that's a little disappointing. Like, it's on. weird. Yeah. That was a that was a free cameo opportunity right there. Just to keep the continuity going. Yeah. And you know, I think it's pretty cool. Like I've seen because the CGC does do first appearances of some planets or some alternate realities and universes. Cause I've seen them say like Justice League, you know, 22 first appearance of universe x the nazi universe mm. so they I, they definitely have done some before but it might not be common and maybe they have to be like super important ones you know yeah if if you actually had all the notes for all of like the characters who f- it's their first appearance in that this book then it would be like the entire back of the cgc label as well there's so many characters because it is an alternate universe but they only have to put the important characters and at the time it was no one <laughs> <laughs> it still is no one is it, no no it's uh, spider one no no i thought we were talking no i thought you're talking about earth 65 yeah well yeah excalibur it's, it's, it's only the first appearance of of that brother pl- brit yeah and a bunch of other shitty characters that nobody cares about <laughs> but yeah that, that book if you need to be a spider gwen completist like technically you need that book in your collection i think you're reaching <laughs> i think the spider gwen completists that are listening to the show are yelling at you saying i'm not going to the dollar bin for that stupid comic and you're right because i'm gonna buy them all from the dollar bins and sell them to you for 30 dollars now <laughs> That, that was a great deep dive, Adam. I'm glad that you went way deeper than I did into this. <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, take it away. Um, I guess issue three, and I'll see if I have it on my list too. Well, mine is um, Deadpool's Secret Secret War number two. That is mine as well. Okay. And this is Marvel Comics, August 2015. Cullen Bunn story, Mateo. Mateo something, I'm very sorry, Art, but I think I just typed LOL in instead of the actual name. So my bad. My bad, Mateo. Chris Boccolo variant cover, which is this, because it's a Gwen Stacy variant cover to the Deadpool Secret Secret War number two. That is the first appearance of Gwenpool. 
The CGC notes say Gwen Stacy variant cover, Gwenpool cover predates Howard the Duck number one, January 2016. For CBCS, it states Gwen Stacy variant, Lizard, X-Men, and Avengers appearance. <laughs> and nothing for PGX. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think the biggest thing about this issue is that my like my web notes indicates that there are over, I think it was over or exactly 20 covers with Gwen cosplaying as other superheroes. Yes. So if you look up a lot of those books, the CGC notes do not state, like there's one her dressed up as Magneto, where I think I think it says like Gwen Nito or something because they all have like yeah. funny names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of those notes state like first appearance of that character on that cover. I think it was only this one. And you know why though? Because she didn't get a series out of any of those other covers. So, but th- that's the thing though. That's a one-time character on the cover. So technically all those characters are actual characters if this Gwenpool cover makes it a character as well. But yeah, they are definitely characters, but not worthy of CGC noting them as a one-off thing until something else happens to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Once, you know what I mean? Yeah, once you get that second appearance, then then it counts. Once Gwenito gets her own series, <laughs> and I mean, why not? Then that cover will suddenly have, now the CGC notes on that cover will say, you know, Gwen Stacy variant cover, first appearance of Gwenito. Predates whatever book it's in. Predates Spider Gwenito. <laughs> So the eBay listings for this uh, CGC 9.8 is going to run you about 350 plus tax plus shipping and a CBCS. I can only find a 9.6 and that was 280 plus tax. So there was a, a little bit of a dip, but you also drop one point down from a 9.8 to a 9.6. When I say one point, I mean like one, like yeah, from mint to like great. near mint. Yeah. There's also not like, I guess, 688 9.8s, which is a lot, but compared to the Edge of the Spider-Verse, you know, uh, not too, too many. Uh, 139.6s and 38 9.4s. So, you know, fair amount of slabs for this one, but also not a humongously ginormous amount and i think that's only attributed because it's a variant cover so if this was the standard issue oh there'd be way more yeah well and this is only for the um that's the census for this variant cover the regular cover has like 10 copies slab but only has 10 and maybe more but it has a really small amount like i actually when i was looking up the notes i thought i was looking up the wrong comic because i forgot that this was a variant cover and that you Mm. have to scroll down to see the variant cover so i actually like closed the tab and went back to research <laughs> because I was like, oh, that's not the right one. There's only 10 or there's only 20 or whatever. Yep. And um, as a side note, no restored issues. So good on, good for everybody for not getting burned. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the plot for this comic I have, nobody cares because <laughs> it's not about the plot at all. This one is just a variant cover with some cosplay. This is literally a book where you judge it by its cover. Literally. And this is also, any of our um, Hey Kids comics listeners, this is this is a comic that is attributed to the infamous and nobody wanted it mm-hmm. from Marty's intro because I bought it off him for a couple bucks or he maybe threw it into a pile of other stuff I was buying off him. I honestly don't even remember, but he was trying to sell it and nobody wanted it. So eventually I got it. And now he's like, God damn it, Dan, give, give me that back. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. I have uh, this is okay. So this is an interesting concept. What do you think of the concept that they did here? These the whole cover thing that they took Gwen Stacy because Spider Gwen had obviously gotten popular. This is only this is only nine months later. Spider Gwen's first appearance was November 2014. This is August 2015. It's only nine months later. And she had her own covers, her own variant covers for 20 whatever comics. Like, what do you think about that? It's bizarre. Like, I wish I could get a good time machine to see what happened, why they pushed her so hard. Because, like, did that character take off originally when she came out for Spider-Verse? Was everyone like, yeah, I'm on the Spider-Gwen bandwagon. I'm here, like, give her her own series. Did she have her own series at this point? You know, we both skipped over the fact that she may have had her own series (laughs) at this point. But I don't know for sure. I don't know when her first issue was from. I do have 10, 11 copies of that first issue of her first solo series, but I never looked it up. Okay. I know that um, the first appearance where I'm trying to remember who did the artwork. Like the variant cover that was big? Sure. Was it Adam Hughes? Edge of the Spider-Verse had a huge, Adam has an Adam Hughes cover that is ridiculously expensive. The, I think it was just the first appearance of her. I didn't like the standard cover, the one that got reprinted. I just don't yeah. like, I don't like the, the mouth and the face and it just it didn't jive with me. And I guess people were all like, I still like it. But me, not really. <laughs> I'm confused. What does that have to do with anything? I, I lost my train of thought. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the train has left the station. Yeah, so like like I was saying, like this is only nine months after her first appearance. It just seems so weird that they did this giant push to do like a company-wide crossover or variant cover event. But then again, it's Marvel, and this is the kind of bull they pull all the time. These huge variant pushes to try to get people to buy comics and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have written down as a note that this is the perfect storm when you take a hot cover, sorry, when you take a hot character and you cross them with another hot character. Yeah. And then Gwenpool is born. It's probably because they were literally like, well, we've already got 17 Deadpool comics running monthly at the moment. What can we do with Deadpool? But that's different. And then they put this Gwenpool cover out and people were like, oh, this is cool. And some guy at Marvel is his eyes turn into money science and he's like, let's get this going. (laughs) Well, I know when I was looking at the variant covers that I think the Gwenpool one was whoever, um, whoever illustrated it, which is the Gwenpool, Chris, Chris Bacalo. Yeah. So his cover, it was a different costume for her. Like it was a Gwen pink Deadpool themed costume. Meanwhile, I feel like the other costumes when I was looking at them was literally just like it cut to fit her, but there was no like spin on it. There was like the Magneto one was just Magneto's costume where this isn't just Deadpool's costume on her. It's a pink and white version of the costume that matches what I guess her personality would probably be. So you mean it's almost like they were planning that this was going to be a character maybe that they were going to move forward with all along because... She Gwenpool makes her first actual appearance only five months later, which in the world of comic books is not enough time to suddenly go, hey, wait, this is popular. Let's make a comic. Mm -hmm. My next one is also my next next one as well, because it's confusing and I still don't understand it. But (laughs) it is Howard the Duck number one from May 2015. Am I right? You're wrong. See, and this is why I don't understand, because. 
the CGC website is so confusing and they don't show pictures of what they're talking about, but then all the art comments matches eh, kind of match. Like, I don't know. It, so it'd be January, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. January, 2016. So when you go on eBay and you're looking at these books, are they slabbed incorrectly with the wrong information? They must be. Like they have to be. I know I shared some pictures on our, on a group that we're in where they have the same books with different dates in them and different notes in them. And like that is some like I guess not late. It might be laziness on CGC part, but it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't look up. I didn't look into the weirdness that you are finding because I was just concentrating on my my normal research. So I have no idea. Ah, should be fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> should be fine. Who knows? These guys might just have like those books could be worth more money because they say that it came out May the the previous year which would have predated yeah even though the cgc one the cgc for deadpool secret secret war too says predates howard the duck number one january 2016 so they can't have the notes you know oh cgc that's that's bad form you need to do more research <laughs> yeah and so the uh the rest of the cgc notes on this uh chip zadarsky and chris hastings story Joe Rivera and Danio S. Beirut Arts. And I also included that there's a Ron Lim variant cover because this Ron Lim variant cover would be the actual first cover appearance of Gwenpool as a character, like when she's in the comic book. Mm -hmm. So I included that as well. And so this is the first appearance of Gwenpool, real name Gwen Poole. <laughs> CBCS has actual different um, notes. It does have first appearance of Gwenpool. Then it has first appearance of Shocket Raccoon and yep. Linda the Duck in Cameo, Black Cat, Titania, and Wizard appearance. So I have this comic and I got it out this afternoon to read the story. So it's a Howard the Duck issue that has a like six, seven page Gwenpool backup feature. And I got this comic out and then looked at it and decided not to read it because I just didn't want to. So, but yes, I think, I can't remember if Shock It Raccoon was from the How, uh, Howard the Duck portion or the Gwenpool portion. I'm hoping that Shock It the Raccoon was like on a TV in the background of a panel. <laughs> Those are my he favorite. Was the poster on Gwenpool's wall. I assume that Shock It might be a girl raccoon. That's what I was assuming when it said Shock It. It sounds like a girl's name. And it could be like rockets, maybe like female nemesis. Who knows? Like <laughs> it's probably just an alternate reality rocket raccoon who okay. also was a very big character at the time, just like Gwen Pools, an alternate mm. reality character on, on this thing. But yeah. Yeah. For PGX, shocker, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and on eBay, a 9.8 CGC will run you about $102 plus tax and shipping. And a CBCS 9.8 will run you about $222 plus shipping and plus taxes. Did you say 222 Yeah, I don't know. But that's what they're listed for. So that's not sold. Right. Yeah. So, but also that's just the regular cover, right? Not the Ron Lim cover that's actually got Gwenpool on the cover. That I'm not 100% sure about. When you looked up these listings, did it have Gwenpool on the cover? Well, that's, yes. 
<laughs> it did. Well, uh, like the stripe on the bottom. No, no, no. Like she's fully featured on the the Ron Lim cover. It's literally just a Gwenpool cover. No, that one I did. That was not the one that I found because I wasn't aware yeah. that there was. Because, like I said, CGC Ooh. does not show you what covers look like on their website. They, yeah, I guess them um, that would be copyright infringement because be like back in the day when you went into blockbuster where they wouldn't give you the manual they would give you a photocopy of it but then they got sued by the game companies for copyright infringement because you're not allowed to photocopy manuals yeah yeah so for howard the duck number one i fucked up my research bad (laughs) no 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 no, but i do think the ron Lim cover is probably worth a little bit more i'm not going to say it's going to be ridiculously expensive but a little bit more What's the census on that one so I can compare with my incorrect census? No, um, I didn't check because I'm an idiot. Oh. I only checked the actual census, which was uh, 463 9.8s, 92 9.6s, and 94, 42 9.4s. Yeah, I have that as well. And then the Howard the Duck number one from May 2015, which who knows what CGC did there. There was 87 9.8s and 29.6s and then five 9.4s. So not bad for a comic that doesn't exist. And that's the thing. Like (laughs) (laughs) even looking up online, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here because it still says Chip Sidarsky story and art and uh, Joe uh, (laughs) Quinno. Joe Quinno. Yeah. Joe Quinno, I'm guessing. Yeah. So Fabio (laughs) Nicesia. (laughs) <laughs> we're Maybe. doing it yeah so that was that was the last comic that i had i don't know if you had any more oh i went one i went one deeper my friend oh that they're, they're like tell tell me about it dan spider gwen number 24 okay marvel comics november 2017 jason latour art robbie rodriguez cover and art gwen stacy becomes gwenum oh that's right because if we're starting this whole thing off on a derivative character and then segueing to a derivative of a derivative character then we've got to continue on that derivative line Mm -hmm. to the derivative of a derivative of a derivative character (laughs) are you following me still no but tell me more (laughs) (laughs) so this is the first appearance of Gwen on the census and and it's a it's a key. I'm making quote marks. It's a key. 477 9.8s, 95 9.6s, 94. Jesus, I did it again. 18 9.4s. <laughs> and you didn't do the research on this one because you didn't know it was coming, but this comic in a 9.8 is going for around 150, 160, I think, maybe a little bit more. Really? For a 9.8? Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. That's so not like, that I mean, much. It's, it's not too much, but considering like it's Gwen Stacy becoming Gwenum, you know. Yeah. Well, how much how much is um what Norman Osborne going to make like red? Is that still popular? I think Chris I Ellis know. owes me a copy of that book. <laughs> like for, so, for for freebies, or did you already pay for it? On a deal we made a year ago and haven't met up because of COVID. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to double check. I have it in my little red book. <laughs> Dan has your little comic book with like a little pen and you pull it out. And you're like, I need this. And I made a deal with this person. Back in, back in like March, last March when we were in, you know, first lockdown and I wanted to trade some comics and stuff. And me and me, I sold a bunch of stuff to Ellis and a bunch of stuff to Marty and bought a bunch of stuff off the two of them. And I've got a book that's got everything in there and what mm. I paid for each and what I owe. So we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. But 
anyways, not to go <laughs> on to that red goblin garbage, save that for another day. Yep. Um, the plot of this one is basically in order to save other people who have been infected with the symbiote, Gwen bonds with it, hoping to be able to control it. I read a plot summary on like marvel.fandom.wiki or whatever, and it literally almost practically told you each panel like Gwen Stacy did this and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then Wolverine's in this one so so then he did this and this is how the symbiote looked in that panel and then this happened 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 and I was like bro bro what's the plot what I don't need a play-by-play just tell me give me the synopsis all I care about is when does Gwen appear? So, and this is another one of those issues where the second prints are selling well. Second prints are selling for up to 50 bucks currently. Wow. Yep. And I got two of those old first print bad boys because this was like one of the last comics that I picked up as a sleazy speculator. Mm. When, you know, because I used to run out to the comic book store and if there was something, something that might be a good spec book, I would pick it up and Every single spec book I ever picked up is still currently sitting in my lawn boxes because I like to pick them up, but I don't like to sell them. Uh, it's true. My spec book purchases are generally, um, well, back in the day when when Dixon's comics, or I guess Dixon's books, was still in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, where we're from. When I would see a brand new one shot on the shelf of Marvel with characters that I liked, those are the books that I always bought. Yeah. And they're not worth anything other than one book. Uh, which I, we haven't told a story on here that I picked up and I was like, I'm going to sell these comic books. And you're like, is that a, is that a, what if Venom or yeah, what if Venom possessed Deadpool? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> because it was a one shot and that's why I grabbed it. And yeah. And then I said, it's ridiculously expensive. And then I shipped it to a guy in Hawaii after he bought it from me on eBay for I think 320, 330. It's not worth that anymore though. That that has like definitely dropped. That was that was a, a case of you selling at the right time, it, not like a current stock portfolios. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, I think I if I held out a little bit longer, like it was still going up in price, but I, I did get rid of it before that that crashed because that didn't become a standard character and nobody cares about it anymore. And I wonder, like there's there's probably tons of CGC books of that. But even that book was just four what if books with like back backstory just put into one. So it's technically a reprinting. Yeah. So and I mean, the thing that's an interesting um, topic for another show, because I'm interested to see if the what if like what if issue seven or whatever it is that has the actual first appearance of Deadpool as as Venom. Like, is that noted on the notes? Is that something that's popular and that people are looking for or is it just the appeal of that single issue yeah for it was four it was four single issues i have two of them as well and i don't don't think they're like they're worth money but they're not worth as much as them all collected for some reason and i think it's because of the cover i mean everything that you every marvel comic is worth money now because people will pay for mad cash for dollar bin comics so rant but (laughs) Yeah, definitely the cover, the cover appeal on that one. Like it's got a great cover. And I wonder also if it got a bump, a rebump when all the Venomized covers came out. That's and all true. Because like the Venom event, like Venom is bigger now than he has ever been. Even back from like when he was introduced. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm actually, I just typed in what if Venom possessed Deadpool onto my eBay. 
And now I'm going to get emails. Are you still looking for this comic book? <laughs> yeah, the What If um, Dark Reign number one, Vis- Venom Possessed Deadpool part one. Like, I have that. It's $18. Buy it now. Um, wow. Yeah, but who knows? Oh, my God. And then, oh, that's interesting. There's lots of um, sketch covers where people draw the Venom head over different characters. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to look up the one that you actually have. If I look it up, it'll cause the, so much lag our Zoom meeting will crash. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing it for like $374. Um, that's so for it's still, bids. It's still valuable. Yeah, there's um a 9.6 slab CGC for $4.99 or best offer. So as like it's i guess like it's it's okay it's so i mean it has it has retained a, a chunk of yeah. its value which is oh, cool i didn't realize that scotty young did the cover i thought he only mm. drew babies i mean it does it's a very simplistic cover though yeah you know so <clears throat> it looks like a baby could have drawn it so that was our last well that comic was our last comic but it was what was the issue again because i don't i don't have it in my notes because I didn't think about it. Spider-Gwen 24. Spider-Gwen 24. And now I have a, I had a rhetorical, not a rhetorical question. I had a theological question to ask you, mm-hmm. but I forgot. No, I was thinking earlier, I was like, is Spider, is Spider-Gwen because of, or just a symptom of what's wrong with Marvel comics? Ah, <sighs> symptom. Just a symptom? Yeah. Like, because... The fact that on this list we have two two versions of her character as other characters that are popular enough to sell for more than you know a hundred bucks for a raw copy of the comic like that just seems so ridiculous and like you're watering down the pool of good comics and good ideas by just slapping Spider Gwen in Deadpool suit. I think people just want like one-off stories, maybe one-off characters, even though they stick around just to have something new to read. Maybe I know for myself when like, when I grab a series, I'll look at it and it says one of four. I'm like, Oh, thank God. And then I'm like, oh, I can start reading this. Cause I can just read four books and I'm good. It's not going to be like whatever, like uh, what was it? Superman action comics is like over a thousand issues. Maybe like, I don't think anybody has time for that now. People have time if they want to make time, but is it a good story? And I guess, I guess if I think about it, I do think that, you know, taking, taking a character like Spider Gwen and then making her venomized is a good way to try to do like a refresh of the character or something you know what I mean like it's a good it could be a good story and same with Gwenpool you know because Deadpool as we were saying there was probably 17 Deadpool titles out at the time and so they're like let's do a different one but slight different take we'll have we'll have Spider-Gwen be Deadpool and she can be crazy and zany and break the fourth wall too and it'll be fun and the kids will buy it up oh kids will love it (laughs) (laughs) so like i don't know i just don't know on the other hand i love all these stupid derivative characters like my favorite characters are are the spider woman gwen stacy like the spider gwen bat girl uh, just all of these characters that are just female versions of other characters i love them all so Mm -hmm. i can't complain you love those characters, but will you love the character that we are doing on our next episode? I don't know. I don't even know who we're doing, so lay it on me. Next episode, we will be covering a X-Men villain, 
Dan, mm. which villain do you think it is? It's going to be Sugar Man. It is Sugar Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you guessed it. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite villains, Sugar Man, which nobody cares about him. So Dan gets to learn about him. And oh, you're going to be like, this is boring. And I'll be like, no, this is great. <laughs> awesome i'm excited to see if there are any slabbed issues for him and what all the notes are because it should be interesting i'm shaking my head as hard as i can (laughs) all right (laughs) with that said thank you for listening and be sure to check out our website at a kind of garbage.com you can email us at a kind of garbage at gmail.com we on twitter instagram both at a kind of garbage as well as facebook a kind of garbage pod and don't forget to check out the patreon page at patreon.com forward slash a kind of garbage and i know in the future dan and i will also be doing comic book episodes on the patreon podcast what are we going to talk about who knows give us <laughs> money and find out <laughs> And you can always find myself on Twitter at Presto Adam and with Dan, Martin, Chris and Chris on the Hey Kids Comics radio show Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Trent Radio 92.7 C F F F F M. Dan? Yes. Where can people find you? <laughs> um, if you want to check out my music discovery podcast, that's available to Spotify premium listeners. Just search up gather round the listing post apostrophe round, not a round gather around the listing post. With that, I'm Adam Bishop. I'm Dan Collins. And get out there and collect all 20 Gwen cosplay comic covers. Mm, what a mouthful. As always, you can find us online through our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, both at a kind of garbage. You can also email us at a kind of garbage at gmail.com with any questions or comments you may have. Be sure to check us out at a kind of where you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages, as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash a kind of garbage, where you can get access to our private Discord channel and Patreon exclusive podcasts. Thank you again for joining us and be sure to tune in next time. Hey, Dan, know what really crinkles my comics? No, Adam, what really crinkles your comics? Well, what really crinkles my comics is when you go to a comic book store and you're diving through a bin and you find like a four or five part series and issue one is missing or issue five is missing and you just can't pick up that whole set. Isn't that great? Is this based on what you did this afternoon? Yeah, I I went comic (laughs) shopping (laughs) and there are a couple series. I'm like, oh, I I would like to read these. And like, I don't know, like there must be bin pickers who are like, I'm going to go through the dollar bins or the two dollar bins and just take all the number ones and leave like number two three four but because who who cares nobody's going to read these yes people are going to read them i might read them one day but i want to collect them and you're taking the first issue from me now did you check the non-sale bins because maybe they pulled out issue number one and put it in the five dollar bin instead of the two dollar bin uh no but like these are still two dollar comics there's nothing important in the number one yeah but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it's a number one so the person selling it thinks it's worth five dollars because it says special collector's edition i know the the one store that does have five dollar bins they had a comic in there and i was like oh that's a two dollar comic i don't (laughs) remember what comic it was (laughs) it's like i have that at home it's not worth five dollars trust me and then you got banned from the comic store 
No. Oh no. I have, you, you go into those stores and you don't say anything when, when, yeah, you don't, you don't judge their prices. You can try and haggle with them. Usually they're good with it. Cause they're every comic book store is a mom and pop store. Let's be honest. Yeah. So you probably hate me because while I wouldn't be the guy that's picking up issue number one, just because I think it's going to be popular or something like I definitely go bin diving and looking for issues that are worth like that might be worth five bucks at some point because they might have a first appearance in it. Like, for example, there is a, oh, what is the 52, 52, they um, did 52 issues throughout the year, one issue a week. And like week eight or seven had the first appearance of like a new superhero team from China. And so anytime I was going to the comic book store, I would pick up this issue if I saw it in the $2 bin. And so there's probably people out there trying to complete their run of that whole series of 52 issues, but they're missing that issue because I have seven. (laughs) So, and same with like a Green Lantern 25 is another one. Every time I went to the comic book store, I would pick this up if it was in the $2 bin, because this was the first appearance of Atrocitus and Larflee is the red and orange lanterns respectively. And it was all, but it was also, this is even worse. It was the finale of a event, the Sinestro Core War. And so I would pick this up anytime I saw it because I think that it's going to be a comic that's worth some money in the future because of those two characters. And so there would probably be some guy who's reading all of his Sinestro Core War comics and then he goes to look for issue number 25 and it's nowhere to be found because I've got five copies. I'm pretty sure I've been at comic book stores and I'll message you and be like, you looking for anything? And you've said that comic. I definitely did. <laughs> Both of those comics, actually. Oh my god! And I'm just like, nope. yeah. <laughs> you you looked, but they hadn't restocked because I still had bought them out the last time. Uh, before we go, I I did find a a what if Venom possessed Deadpool 9.4 graded, signed by Stanley. It's. or best offer. I mean, he created both of those characters, right? It's slab by PGX. (laughs) You found a PGX. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, and yeah, it's probably some trumpet sound effects in or something. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, But nobody cares about PGX. (laughs) Nobody cares. No, you might be able to open it up and get it re-verified. You could send it and get it as a verified CGC signature, right? No, no. CBSC. CBS, CBCS, sorry. Okay. Oh, it's, oh there's yep. so, so many. <laughs> Not CGC. CGC can't verify. You have to actually see the, they have to witness it. Yeah, because they, because they were what, they were verifying non-real signatures at one point. I have no idea. Allegedly. Alleg- you got to say allegedly before everything. Yep. Allegedly. We're allegedly on a podcast. 